0: Good morning, good morning, good morning. The sun is shining, the birds are chirping, and you are breathing. Today is Thursday, January 27th, 2021. My name is Stephen Cornegay, and welcome to This Is Just a Thought. Well, actually, this is the second part to the previous podcast entitled A New Year, New Ordinances, but this one will be called A New Year, Same Old Challenges. I hope everyone is doing well. I sure am. Like I said in a previous podcast, it snowed here in North Carolina. Not that much, and to be honest with you, the sun has came out, and the snow is all but gone. There's a few specks here and there on grassy surfaces, but uh, it's not much to write home about, if I could say. So let's move right along. Apparently, in Durham, as I stated in the past podcast, we have a, uh, I guess you could say disparaging, situation with the Latino community and online learning. There's about 9,300 students in Durham Public Schools whose home language is Spanish. That's 33.2%. And Durham hosts and boasts also the largest proportion of Hispanic students of any school district in the Triangle area. That would be Raleigh, Durham, Chapel Hill. Uh, There, of course, are barriers in language and technology. Either there's no internet or slow internet. As for the language barrier, of course, what they're finding out is a lot of kids, of course, don't speak English or they don't speak English well, and the parents don't speak English or don't speak English well. You know, I, I work in retail, and and I find myself in many awkward situations where the kids are the translators they speak English a little better, or a whole lot better than the parents. So many times I, I'll have a, a young man or a woman and come up to me and ask me something and I'll tell them and the parent is standing right there and they have to translate it back to the parent. That's, um, I, I would call it astonishing, but that's just an indication of where we are as a society now, when the kids have to translate because of that language barrier. And it is, I don't know any other word or phrase to describe it, but there are many barriers that we're finding out or that have been going on for quite some time. But because of the online trending, the online instruction that's now going on, it's been pushed to the forefront and it is more prevalent now more than ever. Because, of course, like I stated earlier, uh, of course, the language and the technology, slow Internet or no Internet. And it doesn't seem like it's going to change in the foreseeable future. It's been this way. With online learning every since last March, and here we are, January twenty seventh and twenty eighth, I should say. I'm sorry, January twenty eighth, and it doesn't look like it's going to change. We're going into another year. Hmm, that's amazing. Well, one of the problems they're finding out with the English barrier is uh, with the online learning, a lot of the the sites that they're being instructed to use are in English. And it's very limited Spanish translation. Or they're flat out in English. There is no Spanish translation. I mean, if you could imagine a child in lower grades who may just be starting to learn English. And they're having to try to figure out what is going on. I mean, honestly, they can't go to their parents too much. The parents don't speak English. And they're just starting out. You know, myself and others are fortunate because uh, we can work our our way through it. I mean, I've ran into some problems with the online learning and the tools and apps they use, but uh, I'm fortunate to work myself through it. And it's not an easy task for me. I can't even begin to imagine how it is for the the, the Latino community. Now, another thing that they're running into or they're having problems with it, is many of them that come from poor countries, poor remote countries, there's a lack of computer skills also. Not only is there a lack of computer skills, they don't speak or write English, well, or not at all. Now, when you get into the online learning, there's a state-sponsored website that is used. It's been used since 2015, and that's Canvas. And I could tell you a thing or two about Canvas, man. That, (laughs) That thing will take you for a loop. Many a times I've, I've found myself getting into a heated debate with it. Of course, there's no need, it is what it is. But if it's a struggle for me and I speak English, imagine how it is for someone who doesn't. A lot of kids are finding problems when they can't comprehend what the instructions are for an assignment because. Like I said earlier, a lot of it's not in Spanish. It's just in English. So they have problems submitting assignments or they can't find it because of the language barrier. So either the assignments are submitted late or not at all. But a lot of parents have have found a way around it somewhat. But even that's limited, meaning they, they copy and paste and they use Google Translate, which is good. I've used it many times in in my profession. I've had people come up to me with Google Translate already pulled up and and raring to go, and it's used, and it it works well. But many Hispanic parents are are using it to uh, help their kids with their homework assignments. I mean, they may copy and paste and use it in it it goes off without a glitch, but sometimes, you know, you, you hit a snag with anything with technology. There's always the chance that you're going to hit a snag with it. Or they, some are even screenshotting and, and texting or passing it on, however, which way they choose to uh, those parents who speak English that are Hispanic or Spanish. Or they may use an a app called WhatsApp or GroupMe. But just like I said, with technology, there's always a snag. Some are having problems logging logging into their Gmail or converting PDF documents into Google Form. Now, Durham Public School System uses Facebook to inform parents of bilingual webinars for parents to attend and ask questions. But sometimes it's not translated into Spanish. I mean, you could say, well, they can go back to Google Translate, but how time-consuming is that? How time-consuming is that when you have a child that is trying to complete an assignment that they have to use Google Translate? So I I don't know, maybe Durham Public Schools is is working on uh, getting an app or software where they can have it in Spanish as well as English. Like I said, these kids have been out of school since March of last year and are running into March of this year also. So we're running on a year. How far is the gap in education with the Hispanic community? Huge. And it's getting bigger because of the language barrier, because of the uh technology barrier also there's so much that this area of of encompasses there it it just boggles the mind but it's happening and something does have to be done we we must address this issue like i said a lot of kids are the translator for their parents when they're out and about in public And as a child, you know, you look to your parents for guidance and assurance and instruction. And I I wonder how that's affecting the psyche of these young kids. And there are some that are even in high school that are experiencing the same thing. I mean... It just doesn't affect the younger grades. It's high school students that are struggling, too. It is it is something that really needs to be addressed. And it needs to be addressed quickly. Now, there's another aspect to this that I didn't even think about until I read an article. There's also a cultural aspect to this where the kids that are older may be helping their younger siblings or relatives or friends with schoolwork now you may be saying well that that's not so bad that's I mean that's good Big brother or bricks big sister helping out their siblings or or relative or a family friend. But you got to keep in mind that child also, that older child also may be having a problem or or have to keep up with their homework and schoolwork and assignments also. So so what a hindrance that is for that child. It's like a a never-ending cycle. Now, also another aspect of it for the cultural divide or difference is the living conditions they they're probably small and cramped living conditions a lot of kids don't have the luxury of having their own room a lot of kids are in the kitchen or the living room and that space may be filled with siblings friends relatives and everybody's trying to get online and learn and they're in this cramped living space I mean, some may say the struggle is real, that's a struggle, adapt and overcome, but that's a huge adaptation to overcome, you have to admit. I have to admit that. I mean, how do you expect kids to learn or stay on task under such extreme learning conditions? I was as I read the article, there was one teacher that said she was on zoom with this this child, a child, and the child was sitting there rocking his baby sibling about everything that's going on, can you imagine that? I mean, you may say where is the parent or where is the you know the mama or, or daddy or whatever? Well, chances are if there's a mother, she may be a stay at home mom, she may be tending to some more business in the household. And who knows, maybe he picked up or he or she picked up that sibling because they were being distracted. So they figured, hey, if I pick them up and rock them, maybe they'll be quiet. And maybe the child was quiet. Some say that the teachers need to be more understanding. I think the teachers are understanding. I, I, I really do. Because not only are, are they addressing the issue, but they're bringing it to the forefront. So, I mean... Like I said, it's it's just it has to be addressed, and this has to be brought to the forefront, and it has to be dealt with. I mean, we can't, we cannot any longer just say, "Well, it's not my problem," which seems to be a, a common phrase for a lot of people. It's not my problem. What do I care? Well, it, truthfully, it isn't your problem but it is your tax dollars So, how would you like your tax dollars to be spent or, or, what implementations would you like your tax dollars to go towards? I think there needs to be an update to the, the, the canvas where it's, it's in Spanish and English. Like I said, in a previous podcast, there's more than enough on the table for everyone that needs to be addressed. And this is one of them to think that a child who's already struggling with a language barrier or technology barrier, and then you add the cultural difference in it. There's, I mean, I know we're all learning as we go along with everything that's going on with online learning and COVID, but The ball has been dropped somewhere and it needs to be picked up. This learning disparities that are going on, not just in the Hispanic community, but African-American communities as well, or any community for that matter, it has to be addressed. We're now approaching rapidly into a year with our kids in online learning. And like I said, I understand completely. We are learning as we go along. But some of these things probably should have been dealt with years ago. Like I said, Canvas has been used since 2015. And now we're just now hearing about, because of online learning and COVID, that there isn't an English and Spanish version. I mean, I don't mean to sound condescending, but what happened because I can rest, I'm I'm pretty sure that the Hispanic community just didn't pop onto the scene at the end of 2019 going into the earlier part of 2020 when COVID came through. I'm sure. I'm I'm pretty sure. I, I can vehemently say this just didn't happen. This has been going on for a while. This learning gap. Nonsense. So I don't know. Maybe it costs a lot, a lot to uh, have these apps or, or or what have you. Maybe the money there wasn't enough money. Or maybe the money hey was spent spent elsewhere. But nobody saw this coming. But once again, COVID is indeed that life altering event that has exposed everyone's weaknesses. And this is a weakness that, like I said, should have been addressed a long time ago. Should have saw this coming. If that Canvas program has been in use since 2015 and you haven't or you chose not to come up with something for those Spanish-speaking kids Or if you're, uh, if you've had Facebook, you implemented or been using Facebook for however long and you didn't think to have a translation for Spanish until now. That's a leadership problem. A lot of you, all of you were elected into that post. Maybe it was something that just wasn't thought of until now. But, hey, just like I ride that uh, city council wave, maybe it's time we start riding that Durham Public School System or, or, or the school boards wave. Maybe we need to start asking some questions about that. There's only so much you can put on the teachers. In the article I read, that seems to be what they were saying that the teachers need to be more understandable. Well, the teachers are. I mean, let's let's be honest. The teachers are just there to teach. And and I'm not downplaying what they do. And I like I said, I I feel pretty sure when I say this. They don't come up with. The rules, regulations, curriculum—they don't have anything to do with the funding or spending. That's the school board. So you're in a position of leadership where you're—I would say—you would you're supposed to have things in place for any and everything. Maybe that's a stretch, but like I said, you're elected into a leadership position and. Voila, doesn't seem like there's any strong leadership on that school board, to be honest with you. Seems like now they're all scrambling and backtracking, trying to get everything together. They've even reached out to Duke. Duke has done a study, came up with the same findings that that I read about in the article that that, they're, that you know, the learning disparities and, and, and the culture gaps and all this stuff. So y- you had money to pay a private collegiate institution for study, but you didn't have money to have both English and Spanish translation for a program you use for education to dole out homework assignments since 2015. Hmm. Let's call it what it is. Lack of leadership, strong lack of leadership. You see, I, I wonder during this next budget session and whenever that comes about, how much more, more money they're going to ask for because you know it's coming. We'll dig a little deeper into your pockets. Maybe we need to start asking for accountability and, and where these tax dollars are going and how they're being used. I mean, they have these oversight committees for everything else. Let's have an oversight committee citizen review board for public education that for all intents and purposes are funded by public tax dollars. Sounds like a wild stretch, doesn't it? Uh-huh. Yeah, I know. Okay. Good luck. But anywho, like I've said, it's, uh, seems like an ongoing battle. And all I can do, honestly, and all I can say is continue to work together. Pray for each other, continue to work, and and, hey, seems like that's all we can do nowadays. Well, I'm getting ready to get out of here. I know this was a quick one, but I have to skedaddle. Even though I'm hankered and bunkered in and quarantined with COVID. I still am fortunate and blessed enough to have things to do. Quarantine, of course, could be worse. And for that, I am extremely blessed and thankful. Like I said, I've had mild symptoms, so I, I feel blessed in comparison to some. And I will see you, uh, see you guys tomorrow. Tomorrow I'm going to be coming back, coming back, With, uh, I don't know if any of you have ever heard of this. It's called the Eight Can't Wait Standards. Apparently that's uh, something the city council here has uh, adapted as it relates to, uh, let's just say, police brutality. And this is their new de-escalation method. Eight Can't Wait Standards. Okay, that sounds pretty, pretty catchy. I'll be talking about that tomorrow. Well, anyway, that's all for me today. And I want to thank you all for lending me your ears this morning. Continue to like, support, share, offer feedback. Anchor has a great feature where you can leave a voice response as always, I would love to hear your voice. So offer feedback. Hey, I'm I'm 47 years old. I'm pretty thick-skinned. I've heard it all before. There's nothing new I haven't heard, whether it's in praise or ridicule. So uh, have at it. I don't bite. Not physically, anyway. Verbally, I mean. So offer feedback. You can also make monetary contributions. And I ask you all to continue to follow and listen on Anchor, Spotify, Google Podcasts, Breaker, Overcast, Pocket Casts, and Radio Public. This is Stephen Carnegie for This Is Just A Thought. Amen.